nothing else that we do but to praise you. To thank you for all you've done for us, for your mercy in our lives. That, that, that till now we have not been destroyed, Lord, we give you glory. And that we are well, there is no cancer, there is no issue in our health, in our home, in our career, we say thank you. Father, for locking up the devil in our against us, that the devil cannot penetrate our life, we want to say thank you. Father, we want to thank you for forgiving us our sins. Oh Lord, for your mercy in our lives. We appreciate you, Lord Almighty, and we bless you from the depths of our soul. Father, we glorify your holy name. We will not stop worshiping you. We will not stop praising you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' victorious name, we are praying. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's appreciate the choir. Let's appreciate the choir. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Brother Ferdinand, welcome back. Nigeria man goes to Nigeria and come back as he wants. Amen. We thank God for his mercy in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, I like our WhatsApp forum. You know, it's an amazing forum. Uh, but if you are an administrator of that forum, please stand up. Where are all the administrators of that forum? Please stand up. I'm your husband, I have power. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Brother Lee. Brother Lee, Dickie Lee. You are an administrator of the forum, right? Yeah. You know, if your name is not there, you know somebody who is not in that WhatsApp forum, please see these people and uh, give them a nice wiper. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can have your seat. Uh, I noticed that some people are celebrating and their names are not even there. I'm the one that have to do everything. You know, help me in Jesus' name. Thank you for saying amen for me. You know, in the same one week, a lot of people are celebrating birthdays and uh, some people lost loved ones. You know, it's a mix, is it not so? All in the same WhatsApp group. We say sorry to somebody, congratulations to somebody. But my prayer for you is, for the rest of this year, it will be congratulations for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we will still um, sympathize with our sister, Sister Molani. Our mom, which was here, she lost her mom. Amen. You know. But uh, it is well. It's never a good thing to lose somebody you love. Praise the Lord. Uh, well, we thank God for the people that had their birthdays. Our chairman, Brother Jean and uh, Sister Inka, and then this woman that is just walking in now today. <laughs> you know, let's put the hands together for the Lord. <laughs> I promise that we will celebrate people who are having their birthdays on Sundays. So we're going to sing a song for her. Happy birthday You came at the right time. You would have celebrated with your absence. You will not be celebrated with your absence in Jesus' name. Um, our mommy will be leaving us, so we want to celebrate her too. Mommy, please come. Uh, let's put our hands together for the Lord. Amen. 
Nigerians. Well, I don't know why there is an ocean that defines Nigeria. And, uh, I know, but if we can, uh, I know you, know you, know, uh, your own is different. <laughs> your own is different. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Our mommy will be leaving us. Uh, what are you trying? What's your life? Amen. All right, now we'll call you again. <laughs> Sister Ikiru, you have power. Amen. <laughs> and there's no way she will not go. Amen. <laughs> the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We know that Mommy Fuke surely, uh, now when she's going, <laughs> is there a way we can. Amen. You see, uh, we want to thank God for living waters. You see, one thing about this church is people come. A lot of people come through these doors, and a lot of people go, you know. But there is never a way that is better than when you come, and when you are leaving, that you are celebrated. Amen. Some people just fall out, you understand? That means you didn't make enough impact, you know, and it's not time for you to go. But when God says it's time, and you have made impact, there is no way you would not be celebrated. So today we've decided to celebrate Mommy Fuke. Amen. Amen. I'm usually afraid of people that can tell me my history. <laughs> you know, people that can tell you your history. You know, as I tell you, remember those days you were young like this. You were running the whole compound, you know, with no shirt on, you know. What do you do? You just like, eh, I know, I know. <laughs> so when Mommy Fuke tells you, she will tell you all the good times we've had together and the bad times we had together. But I pray that she will have, she will forgive me, amen, of my, amen. Of my bad times, amen. And we'll just walk away with only the good parts. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So today, I know the rice is boiling. You know, we should not be in a hurry. We'll eat rice with Mommy Fuke. It's not a bad thing. You know, uh, but she's here, she has served, so we need to all appreciate her. We will appreciate you in the name of Jesus. And the Lord Almighty will go with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's bow down our head as we pray. Our Lord and our God, we want to thank you. We pray that this morning you will feed us your word in the name of Jesus. And your word will do us good in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord of Madibar. In Jesus' name we pray. Last week we were talking about the God of the last minute. That God will always show up for you. Never give up. Never, 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 never give up. Because we serve a God of the last minute. When you think all hope is lost, this our God will always stand up and He will show up for you. Whatever you're going through, don't give up. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't give up. Neighbor, don't give up. Amen. Because the Lord will show up for you. Last two Sundays, we were talking about a great woman. Amen. We were talking about what? A great woman. And I know there are a lot of great women in this church. You know, praise the Lord. <laughs> if you're a great woman in living waters, let me see you give God a wave. Amen. If I great Miss Ola, you're a great woman. You were not here two weeks ago, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, 
Today we want to continue with the great. Amen. If you are great, say great. great. Say great. 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 <laughs> Praise the Lord. Most of you are. We didn't do a new type the campus. Today we want to see the wife of a great man. The wife of a what? The other time we saw a great woman. We said that the Bible actually recorded that this woman is great. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. But today it's a twist. You know, we're now seeing the wife of a what? Of a great man. You see, when I preach messages from God, when God gives me a message from you, for, for, from God to you, Sometimes we try to twist it, put suspense, you know, and if we're not in the mood, we just do the classical one. Introduction, of, uh, uh, paragraph one, paragraph two, paragraph three, and then conclusion. Is it not so? You know, but sometimes we try to mix it. But today, it's going to be different. Okay, I'm just going to give you the message, and then we'll now put the terraces. You understand? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I don't know how it's going to go, but that's the way we're going to do it today. So the message today is, this is the main message. There are lots of relationships. Husband and wife, husband and wife, husband and wife relationship. And there is, there is oh, if the two relationships are never the same. My relationship with my wife is not the same relationship with Pastor Charles and his wife. Well, it's all different. And in every relationship, there's always a challenge. There's always a what? A challenge. We're going to look at the story in the Bible of a woman that was married to a great, a great man. And there was a lot of challenges. But the, point, the thing, the message in today's message is, don't fix your problem. Don't fix your problem. What I notice in today's world is we try to fix. My husband is not good, my wife is not good, I'm going to fix it. Then we get uh, advice from people. This is how to deal with this man. This is how to deal with this woman. You know, you talk to her, you communicate, all kinds of things. You know, but in today's story, you will find out that our, our, our psychology, our understanding, our advice from people, from friends, from our dad and mom, is stupid. Only the mind of God will always be right for you and I. The only problem is when nobody wants to listen to God for advice, but it's in the Bible, and we're going to see, and God will help us in Jesus' name. When you wait on God, God will solve your solve, will solve your solution, your problem better than you ever can imagine. Do you believe that? Now let's jump in and see. That's the message. If you're ready, fool, let me see your hands up. I just go. Amen. Amen. If you're full already, let me see your hands. Nobody, you want to hear the totality of the gist? Okay, brother, actually, because of you. All right, so let's see this story about the wife of a great man. First Samuel chapter 25, I read from verse 1. First Samuel chapter 25, from verse 1. I'm going to read the whole passage. And then we will go back and we'll begin to do our analysis. And then we'll see what we can learn. But as I'm reading, you two should be meditating along with me to be saying, to be able to know that this is what Pastor is talking about. Are we ready? Are we ready? 
So I'm going to start reading. If you read with me and follow with me and not start thinking about what you're going to do tonight, you might probably get some messages. Amen. So 1 Samuel chapter 25 from verse 1. And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. That's just not even part of it. From verse 2, it says, There was a man in a man a man. A-O should be like what would A-O pronounce? Mao. Okay. So there was a man of Mount whose, posse whose possessions were in Carmel. And the man was very great. Somebody say very great. Somebody say very great. So we were talking about the wife of a great man. So you have already seen the man now, is it not so? He says, um, there was a man in Manoa whose possessions in Carmel, and the man was very great, and he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was sharing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal. And the name of his wife, Abigail, and she was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance. But the man was the man was churlish and evil in his doings, and he was of the house of Caleb. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did share his sheep. And David sent out ten young men, and David said unto the young men. Get you up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. And God shall you say to him that liveth in prosperity, peace be both to thee, and peace be to thy own to thy house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. And now I have heard that thou hast thou hast shearers. Now thou shepherds which were with us, we heard them not, neither were was there aught all missing unto them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask thy young men and they will show thee wherefore let the young men find favor in thy eyes for we come in a good day. Give I pray thee whatsoever cometh to thee to thy house to thy hand unto thy servants and to thy son David. And when David's young men came they spake to Nabal according to all these those words in the name of David and ceased. And Nabal asked, answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jason? There have been many servants now at this that break away every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my sharers and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? So David's young men turned their ways, turned their ways, and went again, and came and told them all these sayings. And David said unto his men, Guard ye on every man his sword, and they guard on his sword. And there went up after David about four hundred men, and two hundred abode by the stuff. And one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed on them and were not hurt. Neither missed we anything, as long as we were conversing with them when we were in the wilderness, in the fields. They were a wall unto us, both by night and day, all the while we were with them, keeping the sheep. 
Now therefore, know and consider what thou wilt do. For the evil is disturbing against our master and against all his household. For he is such a son of Belial and a man that a, a man that and that a man cannot speak speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves and two bottles of wine and five sheep ready dressed and five measures of parched corn and a, a hundred clusters of raisin and two hundred cakes of figs and laid them on on axis. And she said unto her servants, Go on before me, behold, I will come after you. But she told not her husband Nabal. And it was so, as she rode on the her ass, that she came down by the covert, by the covert of the hill. And behold, David and his men came down against her, and she met them. Now David said, and David had said, Surely in vain have I kept all this, all that this fellow had in the wilderness. So, so that nothing was missing of all that pertained unto him, and he requited, he requited me evil for good. And so, and so and more also do God unto the enemies of David, if I leave of all that, all that pertained to him by the morning light, any that be set against the wall. And when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lightened off the ass and fell before David on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and the feet and fell at his feet, and said, Upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be. Let thy let thy handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thy audience, and hear the words of thy handmaid. Let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal, as his name is, so he is. Nabal his name and fully is with him. But I, I that handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. And now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord that withholding thee from coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thy own hand, now let your enemies, and they that speak evil of my Lord, be as Nabal. And now this blessing which thy handmaid has brought unto my Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of, of thy handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighted the battles of the Lord, and evil has not been found in thee all thy days. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee, and to seek in thy soul, but the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God, and the souls of thy enemies, them shall he sling out as out of the middle of his thing. And it shall come to pass when the Lord shall have done to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee, and shall, shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel, that this shall be no grief unto thee, nor offense of heart unto my Lord. Either that thou hast shed blood's costes, or that my Lord has avenged himself, for the Lord shall have dwelt well with my Lord. Then remember thy handmaid, handmaid. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to me, to meet me. And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou, which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood, and from avenging myself with my own hand. 
For in very, for in very deed, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, which had kept me back from hurting thee, except thou, except thou hadst hasted and come to me, surely there had not been left with unto Nabal by the morning light any that be set against the wall. So David received of her hand that that which she had brought him, and said unto her, Go in peace to thy home, to thy house. See that I have hearkened to thy voice, and have accepted thy person. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he had a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was buried within him, for he was very drunken. Wherefore she told him nothing, less or more, until the morning light. And it came to pass in the morning, when the wine had gone out of Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and it became as a stone. And it came to pass about ten days after that the Lord smote Nabal, that he died. And when David had heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord that had pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and had kept his servant from evil. For the Lord had returned the wickedness of Nabal upon his own head. And David sent and commit with Abigail to take her to him to wife. And when the servants of David was come to Abigail to come uh, to Carmel, they spoke unto her, saying, David sent us unto thee to take thee to him to wife. She arose and bowed herself on her face to the earth and said, Behold, let thy handmaid be a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hasted and arose and rode upon an ass with five damsels of hers that went after her. And she went after the messengers of David, and she and became and became his wife. Praise the Lord. Long story. Amen. I hope somebody got something already. The story is about a woman who is married to a great man. And this woman's name is Abigail. Her husband's name is Nabal. But Nabal was a childish man, a rude man, a difficult man. And it was a difficult marriage between she and Nabal. Okay, but she was in the marriage. She didn't leave him, you know. And David was passing by, helping with the business of Nabal, without, being, without his solicitation. They didn't ask for permission. He was just helping. But he expected that in return, that Nabal would give him something. But Nabal refused. He said, I didn't send you anything. Why should I give you anything? David got upset and he wanted to kill Nabal. You know, Abigail got to know. She quickly went to David, begged him, and bribed him with some stuff. You know, and David did not go. You know, later, Nabal heard the story. When he heard the story that his life would have been taken, he had a heart attack, you know, and from the heart attack, he died. Praise the Lord. That's just the story. Amen. But now, what can we learn? Okay, the first thing there is the Bible called Nabal a great man. He was a great man. But why would the Bible call somebody a great man? We had that conversation two weeks ago, that why would God call a woman a great woman? But now we have another conversation, a discussion. Why is Nabal called a great man? And I think the answer is very simple. The reason why the answer, answer is simple is the Bible says he has a lot of goods and he has a lot of sheep. Amen. So that makes him wealthy. So probably 
The greatness attached to the name of Nabal is because he is rich. So if we remove the word greatness, we can put rich behind his name. Praise the Lord. But one thing we can learn from that is it's not all great people. It's not all rich people that have all their mentalities perfect. Amen. It's not all rich people that are nice. It's not all rich people that are marriageable property. You know when they say somebody is marriageable? Somebody you can give your daughter to. You know, but because he's rich, does he qualify to have your daughter in marriage? You know, but the Bible says he's a great man. No doubt about it. But he's not a proper husband material. Why do we know that? Because the Bible says, number one, his name, Nabal, means foolish. What does that tell us? That tells us that fools can make money. Amen. <laughs> that tells us that fools can what? Make money. You don't have to be super intelligent before you make money. Money is a gift. It flies around and it can land on anybody's lap. It will land on your lap in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you know that age has nothing to do with intelligence? How many of us know that? You can be 100 years old and still be foolish. You get what I'm saying? You have to purposely develop yourself so that as you grow older from experiences of your own life and of the other life, you can become wiser. And then we can give you gray hair. Amen. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Don't get gray hair because you are getting older. Get gray hair because you are, you are wiser. So we know now that Nabal is not a smart person. But he's a rich man. He has a lot of stuff. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So being shawlish, the Bible, the King James Bible uses the word shawlish. And that word shawlish means crude. Very, very crude. You give him fork and knife, he will just push it aside and he will just start eating with his hand. He doesn't care. I'm rich. <laughs> If you like, come and abuse me, I will sue you quick. I have money. The very crude guy, you know, is the one that when you finish eating, you will see a lot of the debris in his mustache. You can't go out like that now. Leave me alone. I don't care. And they say he's mean. His name also means mean. He's a mean guy. And from what he did in the story, you actually know that this guy is very mean. He's not a kind person. Like I said before, will you marry such a person? I know most of we women, most of we women, we will marry him. You know why? Because the guy is rich. The guy get money. Wait till they worry. Wait till I know they're fully. Wait till they look for. You understand? Everything I need, the guy they buy. They buy, they buy me golden earrings, the golden Everything gold though. But the guy is big. Who cares? I don't care now. So far, let's just day. Praise the Lord. The Bible says it's also cruel. And it's harsh, no respect. Woman! Why is this food now like this? Take it away. Go and bring me another one. Okay, my darling. You, I, know, I know you're rich. I know what next for you. You know, but if you're another guy, if you're another engineer down the road, after, the way you are talking to me, you know, but it, it's very, very crude. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. But she's mar he's married, he married Abigail. And the Bible said, Abigail, go to verse 3, sir. Abigail 
The Bible did not call Abigail a great woman. Last week, two weeks ago, we talked about a great woman, right? Did the Bible call her a great woman? Uh, I don't know what can see. What did the Bible call this woman, Abigail? Huh? Huh? She has good understanding. Pastor Charles, there is an aunt. I know you are too holy to mention the other one. Huh? She has two gifts. What is the two gifts that she has? Okay, let's put it in modern days. What does those two things mean? Let's clap for her. Kalamaki is in the house. Amen. Amen. She is beautiful and intelligent. That's not a common combination, you know, right? In our modern day, we, it's normal. When people are so fine, they are very stupid. <laughs> Amen. And when people are not that fine, they are very intelligent. Brother, I'm not making any sense. <laughs> Amen. See me after. I have a video. I will use it to prove it to you. But she has a combination, a gift. Let's call it a what? A gift. The Bible says she's beautiful. That's one gift that God gave her. And she is intelligent. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. But she has a stupid marriage because she's married to a stupid man. Now my question is, how did an intelligent, beautiful woman ended up in the lap of a stupid fool, cruel, evil, childish? <laughs> Does that mean she's not? Is she is she intelligent? If she's intelligent, why will you marry a man that will not show you respect? You marry a guy that is, everybody knows, you don't see who ever get married. No, no be secret, everybody knows in the town. The guy is very stupid. Very stupid man. You know they see those? He put his mouth in everything that not concerned us. Now that. Abigail was the best in her class. How did she end up marrying this girl? This guy. And she's in this kind of stupid relationship. And she's praying every day, God, deliver me from this man. One thing, one thing, one thing, one thing about marriage. People of God. Once you have committed, you have committed. Eh? There is no reverse here in Christian marriage, not Canadian marriage, though. in Christian marriage. Whether the guy good or get money stupid. And you, you are intelligent, you have degree in all fields of life. You have been married though, no, sir. Nothing can be done. Amen. You know, and that's why if the people of the world advise you, they will say there is something they just invented. It's not too long they invented it to that. It's called divorce. Don't say that, just divorce it. That's the word. But in the Bible, you can't. So she is in a predicament. And I blame her. Sister Fumi, why would I blame her? She caused this problem. Why? She shouldn't have married this stupid guy in the first place. Is it not so? One thing I would let you know. Marriage, the way marriages occur, is sometimes beyond our understanding. Amen? The way you meet your wife, the way I met my wife, sometimes is beyond us. Amen. It's a, my wife knows that, you know, I gave God uh, a specification. This is what I want to marry. 
and even laughed at me and said, Why not your paper? Go and throw it away. Eh? This is the one we have prepared for you from foundation of the heavens and the above. Amen. Like she did this. She is the one. You know, and that's when, when Adam married Eve. Did he give God qualification? The Bible says, God made him sleep. Sleep. Lose your senses. Become stupid for a minute. And the Lord did the oppression. And when Adam's eyes opened and he saw the shape and the woman coming, <laughs> Father Lord, I like her. Uh-huh. Good. Take her. She's yours. But she was the one that made him to fall. And when God said, Why did you fall? What did he say? Is it not the woman you gave me? You understand? If today you are falling and you are blaming your partner, well, you are a son of Adam. Clap for yourself. Amen. Everyone knows you already. You understand? Eh? Sometimes you think we are special. You cannot be more special than your four forefathers. Adam. You understand? The wife that came from his side was the enemy of his four. Amen. But he didn't divorce her. <laughs> <laughs> when we hear gotten another wife, eh? Everyone don't have another wife in store for you. It's a postponement of the problem. Amen. There is no other wife. Say, eh, what I will do now? All we can do is you have your own bedroom, I have my own bedroom. Eh? So that you don't make me fall again. You make me fall at first. If I fall second time, that means I'm the one that is stupid. Lord, we help us in Jesus' name. Well, if nobody can answer the question, why a beautiful, sensible woman married uh, a foolish man? It's a, to compliment him. Let's put our hands together, together for my wife. Amen. I have another question, though. The heavens, the Bible, the word of truth, recognize her as a sensible, as an intelligent, and as a beautiful woman. Now my question is, every one of you sitting down in front of me today, heaven has a tag for you. Do you know that? If God is going to describe you, He will say, Amarachi in living waters, that is dash, dash, dash. What should we put? Sensible, beautiful, intelligent, what is it? Ask your neighbor, what's your tag? <laughs> Ask for your tag. What's your tag? Beautiful? Intelligent? What does everyone know about you? Ask your neighbor now. You better ask your neighbor. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Who will marry Nabal in this church? Let me see your answer. Who will marry him? Because if Abigail is looking for a way out, <laughs> she's looking for a way out. Who wants to go in? Remember, the guy is great though. And who will marry you? Okay. How many of us are married neighbor? Let me see your answer. Don't put your answer on You already know that your husband is stupid. <laughs> that man, the guy don't get to act. I don't know what happened to me when I just tell this guy yes. <laughs> I think I will, you know, why did you use the word fall in love? Do you know the reason? Eh? Fortune. You have not fallen in love yet, right? 
Do you know what I said? When I saw her already cooking, I said, just bring everything. Amen. The bed we were sleeping on, it was my mom that used her head to go and bring it. Amen. We collected it from out the door. Mom, you have to give us the bed. Go. Bye. Go. I go to the old house. Huh? So we put the bed in the mattress and we put the TV in the. That's the only thing I need is the TV. Amen. What else does a man want? TV and a wife and support. Is it? That's all the man needs. You understand? Uh-huh. You know, and to the glory of the Lord, uh-huh. we begin to add a little bit. I had to go to all the way to a papa to go and buy some special chair. You know, I saw it in the road. I really liked it. You know, some guys, they put it together. It was not that expensive. But we bought it. And the life was good. Amen. The life was what? It's good. Will you marry somebody because he's rich? Because he's great? Or because he has the fear of God inside of him? Let's go to our text. First Samuel chapter 25, I jump to verse 4. Verse 4. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did share his sheep. And David sent out ten young men, and David said unto the young men, Go up to Carmel and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus shall you say to him that dwells in prosperity, the poor, the rich, stupid man was dwelling in prosperity. He says, Peace be unto you, and peace be unto thy house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. And now I've heard that thou hast sharers. Now thy shepherds, which were with us, we heard them not, neither were they aught missing unto them all the while that they were in Canaan. David was doing humanitarian service. Why do I call it humanitarian sister again? Huh? Hello. Is it humanitarian services? He was helping them. Why is he humanitarian? Huh? He's a good man. Why is he humanitarian? Yes? Huh? Mm, not really, not really. They were, all in, they were all sharers and nothing was missing. He was helping to keep them. And I said it's humanitarian. Why? Better go. <laughs> Because the thing is, it was not solicited. It was not what? He didn't go to Nabal and say, Nabal, can I stay with your people for a fee? He was just doing it, like you said, because he's a nice guy. Okay? But there is a problem with that, and we will soon see that. He says, ask thy young men, and they will show thee, wherefore let the young men find favor in thy eyes, for we come a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever come into thy hand, and unto thy servants, and unto thy son David. When you are fighting war, David is fighting war. There is no time to cook, no time to do this. What warriors do is they raid. They raid the village, take the women, take the children, and the women will be cooking for them. How many of us know those they call Boko Haram? Have you ever heard that they raid a man's place? They go and raid virgin places. They go and pack two young kids, 18 to 15. Uh, Abby, that's what is called the discourse of war. Those people in the Middle East, they did the same thing. Those, uh, 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 what, what are they called? Those terrorists. The ISIS. 
they will recruit younger girls. When they fight war, they will rape them. Some of them will have kids. Okay? But David had the fear of God. Instead of doing that with his military, they are terrorists. David was not yet the king. Saul is the king. So instead of him to do that, they are now doing useful services, expecting a return, not by force. Because if we kill all of them, I just raped. You understand? But they choose not to. So he went to the owner and said, we've been helping. Can you give back? Verse 9. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all these words in verse 9. In the name of David and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? That means he has not been listening to the news. <laughs> who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays that break away from their master's house. Many servants, they are breaking away. They want to go and start their own church. They want to go and do this. Nobody wants to serve. I hear it every time in the news. Who is this David? He broke away from Saul. And now he wants me to, me, to come and pay. Is he every man, everyone that breaks from their destiny that will now be supporting? What kind of nonsense is that? Remember, David is a terrorist. He has the weapons. Right? But he doesn't care because he's a shortish, what did you call him? It sounds better in your mouth. <laughs> he's a childish guy, he's a fool. He's not reasoning to say this man is not bound by moral law. He's a terrorist, he's in the wilderness, he has to survive one way or the other. Right? He don't care. In verse 11, shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my sharers? And give it unto men whom I know not whence they came, whence they be. So David's young men, well trained, they didn't argue, they turned their way and went again and came and told him all these things. And David said unto his men, Every one of you, get ye on, every man his sword. And they got on, every man his sword. And David also got on his sword. And they went up after David about three, four, sorry, I said three. How many? 400 men and 200 men abode by their stuff. 200 men abode by their stuff. Remember, there was a time David went to fight war. He left the women back home and unprotected. What happened? The, the Amalekites came and took his wives. Right? And that's why we say we will, over, we will run, we will overtake, we will recover. How many of us have said that? This time I said, we're going to leave 200 men, stay with my wife, stay with all the stuff, so that we don't lose. But 400 men, get your sword right now, we're going to do something. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Is that not childish? The man of God? Because somebody didn't give you bread and rice? We're going to kill him and his family. Is that not being stupid? All, in the, all the men in the house, I have a message for us. We are not all perfect. You understand? Even if we are anointed men of God. You understand? This is stupid by David. It's not right. You can't just go like that. Okay? I've not even read you the best part. Okay? Because he said a statement, he said, everyone that comes out of Nabas house, that piece on the wall. You know, back in the day, there is no washroom for men. You know, we're still doing it in Nigeria until some time. You just go by the wall and just pee. 
God bless the women. Amen. Amen. You know, but in verse 14, it says, But one of the young men told Abigail, hmm, young men told Abigail. So that young man must have understood that this woman is very sensible. Is it not so? Because if they don't say, Madam and, and uh, Oga, they are the same. Say, you better keep your mouth shut to go, but as soon as they break today, they could just disappear from this house. This house, any day they come home, the witches will attack tonight. Maybe we just run. But one of the young guys just said, you know what, let's go talk to Madame. Madame is more reasonable. Madame is more godly. Madame is the one carrying Bible to redeem. You know, she has the spirit of God. Let's go and talk to her. Right? But one of the young men told Abigail, said Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master. And he railed on him. Who knows another word for railed on him? He caused, he yelled at him, he gave him the F word. Get away from here, you fool. In verse 15, says, But the men were very good to us, so, and they did not hurt us, neither did anything miss when we were with them. As long as we were conversing with them, they were when we were in the field. They were like a wall unto us, both night and day. The Lord will set his wall around you in the name of Jesus. He says, Both night and day, all the while that we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore, consider, uh, now, there, now therefore know and consider what thou will do. For evil is determined against our master. Raise your hand to heaven. Say, every evil that is determined against my life. Every evil that is determined against my life. Lord, have mercy upon me and my family. In the name of Jesus. He says, but evil is determined against our master and against his household. For he is such a man of Belial that a man cannot speak to him. Nobody can speak to him. Nobody can advise him. That's the kind of man that uh, Abigail went to marry. No man can advise him. Then, somebody said, Then. You know, when movie is going to a place, you know, here, nah, 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 then you know something was about to happen. The Bible says, Then. What is the then? Abigail now came out. In full strength, in her ministry, in her power. What is her power? Understanding, intelligence, beauty. She stood up. She made haste and took 200 loaves, two bottles of wine. Why only two bottles of wine? Why only two bottles of wine? Huh, sister, show me your smile. Huh? Huh, sister, only two bottles of wine. Huh? He is going to use that for the heart of David. Just this three special of David. This is it. See the intelligence. Because when the David sees the wine, this man has been in this thing. He has no, no time to go to LCBO or this thing. The woman brought two knives, chilled, iced bottles of wine. Tell me, how many men here will refuse that? Brother Henry, huh? Will you refuse that? See the intelligence. Some of us women, we don't know how to win our men. Eh? If you get to heaven, God is going to give you all these women punishment, especially because you don't know how to win your husband. You know the read Bible? Eh? Dress up the meal. Bring the presentation. As you are bringing it, no matter how hard the guy be, I will kill today. I will kill today. When you see, you say, woman, what are you trying to say? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Say, I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom. Two bottles of wine, five 
sheep ready dressed, five measures of patch form, and a hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and laid them on an ass. And she said unto her husband and her servants, Go on before me, behold, I come after you. But told not her husband Nabal. She told not her husband Nabal. Why would she not tell her husband? Remember there is a rule. Anything you do, you must let your husband know. You understand? But in this case, we were, we were going to permit her. Is it not so? Because if you let her husband know, the husband might probably dissuade her. Okay? So, we can forgive her. Should we forgive her? Huh? Nobody is talking to me. Should we forgive her? In verse 20, it says, And it was so as she rolled on the ass that she came down by the covert of the hill, and behold, David and his men came down against her, and she met them. Now David said, Surely in vain have I kept all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that pertained unto him, and he requited me evil for good. He wants me to do evil for the good I did him. Remember, is he not the one doing humanitarian service? Do you know that some people are fighting against you, even for no cause that you don't save you now? Eh, but you must pay back. Did they save you? Eh, do you know some people are fighting some more that did they save? How do we have no clue? Eh? The man has no clue what David was doing in the field. And David is like, ah, I'm going to pay for all the good I did for you. For all the good that you and you gave me back evil, say all my unknown enemies. <laughs> Lift your right hand if you mean it all, because you don't know. Say all my unknown enemies. Say God begin to pacify their hearts. In their heart, in the name of Jesus. All those people just worry against you because they think they are doing you good. Eh? You know, some people can look at the way you are dressed and say, that's not a good dressing. Let me give you this. But that dress I gave you didn't wait. Why you didn't wait? Say, uh, I didn't like the color. You didn't like the color. I spent my morning dinner and the fight just broke up just like that. The Lord will help us all. Because this is even a man of God. A man after God said David. Because you see, in the Bible, the beautiful thing about this Christian religion is the truth is there. It will not patch patch. If David is a man of God, the Bible will not patch patch him. You get what I'm saying? To say, hey, let's dress him so that other religions, when they read our Bible, they will like everything. No. No, Bible don't do that. He's stupid. The man didn't send you any message. He said, he's cracking my evil for, for good. In verse 22. He says, so and more also do God unto the enemies of David. Now they are enemies of David. If I leave of all that pertained to him by the morning light, any that be set against the wall, say, I will do that to him. And when Abigail saw David, when Abigail saw David, you know what this is my heart here? This woman never gave up. Evil is determined against her family. David is already coming with the soldiers to the war. They are ready to kill. But the woman is like, no, I'm going forward. Even if evil is determined against you for whatever downfall, you have to support your husband. You have to support your family. All of you join hand by the car now. All of you join hand to come to Canada. Is it not so? 
But when the evil is coming, you just dodge. Make a go, make a pass. And when the suffer finish, he will know. You understand? That's, that's what he deserves. That man, then go show him. Then he said, he will get sense. He will think he will enter in will do not dodge. Let him pass. Where is David? <laughs> David, go, go, go. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. The woman, the Bible says, no. The woman went straight in front of David. She went straight to the witch. How many of us will go and stand in front of the witch for your family, for your husband, your stupid husband? Uh, the, man, the woman went. Where was I? Somebody helped me. I'm putting too much ground. Uh, 23. And when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted up the ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground. All that is strategic. You don't think so. You think you can come to David and say, hey, David, son of David, son of Jason, what's going on? You want to kill my husband? Why? What's going to happen now? You think I just determined to just kill her? Tell me something. What did the guy give you now? Uh, you know, some of us, that's the way we resolve issues. Uh, I just said, the woman just went there and just fell down. Uh, remember, David is not the king yet. She fell down. How many of us, because of peace, you will fall before your husband? For peace sake, oh, the man is preaching like this. Ah, one person. Let's put the hands on one person. The man is ready. Ah, 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 I will destroy this house. I will run away. Uh, go now. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe you should be worried. What do you still wait for? Go now. Ah, at least I will have peace. <laughs> when I go to church, I will spread out my hand. Nobody will disturb me. Eh? Go now. No, the woman went in front of David. What did she do? She bowed. That alone, when, when, when a man see a woman bow like that, <laughs> by such a what will you do? Will you kick her? <laughs> it, uh, it will melt. I, I like that word, melt. <laughs> I will go and research that word, melt. <clears throat> there is no man you cannot bring down. Eh? Except me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Where are we now? Verse 24. It says, She fell at his feet and said upon me, my Lord. Uh -huh. Okay, in verse 24. And fell at his feet and said, Upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be. Let the handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thy audience and hear the words of your handmaid. Please, David. Let me be the sacrificial stone for my offering, for my family. And she said, let me speak. She said, let me what? Let me speak. If David was in the spirit, the only way against that kind of Abigail woman, don't let her speak. She's intelligent. She knows the right word to say at the right time if David actually mean business she should have said woman don't say anything but David said <laughs> he's looking down on her kneeling down what, what, what do you have to say talk now and that was it that was the nail that nailed the grave of David praise the Lord what did she say in verse 25 says, let not my Lord, I pray thee, 
regard this man of Belial. You are talking about your husband. Eh? Okay, we forgive you, Shah. <laughs> he said, Let not my Lord, I pray thee, uh, regard this man of Belial, evil neighbor. For as his name is, so he is. Nabal is his name, and fully, fully, foolishness is with him. But, but, I like the word but. He said, but I, the handmaid, I saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord that we told him thee from coming to shed blood. The man has not said yes yet, though. He said, but the Lord has already withholding you from shedding blood, from avenging thyself, from revenging, from thy own hand. Let not, let, now let thy enemies, and they that speak evil to my Lord, be as neighbor. And she's already at this same. David, you think about it now. Are you not a reasonable person? You are going now to go and kill these people. What are the people going to talk about you? What are people going to say about you? You are the one that wants to be the Prime Minister of Canada. Now if you kill these people, will you not be in the headline, headline next week? They will say, David killed neighbor. Neighbor for no reason. That was the angle that David himself was not thinking about. Ah, sister, you are telling me the truth. I didn't know, I was upset, I was about to just destroy. So, he used to be king. How will people vote for him? You say, are you going to vote for that guy? That murderer? You didn't hear what he did in Carmel? But David was not thinking. You know, sometimes we're not thinking. And we saw a car, Lexus, everything inside. You want to buy it, you don't know that maintenance cost is going to be a killer. Huh? Don't we do it, men, Abby? We don't buy. We don't know. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Huh? Now, this blessing which thy hand made, now all the things she brought is a blessing. Is it not so? See the way she's going. It says, Now this blessing which thy hand made has brought unto, unto my Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. Is it not food you came for? And you said the food is for your young men. Now I have brought food. I pray thee, forgive the trespasses of thy handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house. Because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil has not been found in thee all thy days. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee, and to seek thy soul. Who is pursuing him? Nobody is following me again. Who is following Who says so? Uh, thank you. You are following me. Eh? She knows the news that Saul is following him. The husband is saying, who, who, is, who, is, who is David? The husband is asking, who is David? She's like, I know your problem. You know, people are chasing you. He says, but the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bondage of life with the Lord thy God, and the souls of thy enemy, then shall be sling out. Nobody has ever seen this as a prayer point. He says, the soul of your enemy shall be sling out. How many of us know that in the front catapult? You take that catapult, you take the stone on the catapult, like this. He said, that stone is the soul of your enemy. When you pull the catapult, your enemy, their soul will not die. 
we should have done a, a, a warfare night 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 uh, vigil, and we call it the night the night of the night of the slingshot. Uh, everybody come with the catapult. Fire your enemy! Fire your enemy! You know all those prophets in Nigeria. That's what they like. You understand? Me, I'm not into the dramatics. You understand? If I'm in the dramatics, I will say next Friday. It's the night of the slingshot. It's in the Bible. Uh, bring a catapult, everybody. Fire! Is it not so? Fire! God help Christianity. In Christianity, God has put all gifts in the church. We are prophets, teachers, I am a teacher. Our job is to tell the peace, the Christian law, some of the stupid things that we are doing. Amen? The job of the teacher, I'm a teacher to the glory of the Lord, is to tell the church the stupid thing that we do. Yesterday I was looking at the story of Benny uh, Benny you know this evangelist. He said in the past, I was asking people to donate $1,000 for the healing of the morning. Bring $1,000 for healing of the morning. He said that time I was stupid. It's the job of the teachers to put them right. Some of them I say, he said, devil, he said, everybody have their own assignment. Apostles have their assignment. Evangelists have their assignment. The teachers have to look in the world and begin to say, sir, <laughs> one question, sir. I don't think we should do it that way. Ella, it's in the Bible now. Look, look, look. That's the job of the teachers. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. You know? Sister David said to Abigail, say, bless the Lord, God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. And bless be thy advice, and blessed be thou, which has kept me this day from shedding blood, and from avenging myself with my own hand. Somebody say, avenging myself with my own hand. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say it again. Don't avenge yourself. David was stupid. Don't avenge yourself. Don't say, I know what I'm going to do for this man. I know how to deal with him. He's a stupid man. He's a fool. I am going to attack him. I'm going to revenge. No! David said, Lord, thank you that I didn't have. If you let God fight for you, if you let God fight for you, what did God do for Abigail? Let me, because of my time. What did God do for Abigail? Fortune, are you alive? How did God fight for her? Eh? He let the man die. Set her free. Is it not better for you that God will kill the man himself <laughs> than for you to put something in the soup? You know how many people have put something in the soup? Just last week, one man knifed the wife to death in this GTA with machete in the driveway in the morning. The woman said, I'm leaving you, I'm leaving you, you are a wicked man. The man carried contrast. Until she died in this GTA. I don't know what saw it in the news. Let me see. Huh? You saw it, eh? And the man was 
calmly, calmly to the police station and reported himself. Do you want your life to go like that? Destiny destroyed because of your mouth. Huh? The Lord will help us. Don't fight for yourself. We always have something to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to wait. Wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And when the Lord arrives, what did he do? The man, Bible says the man had a heart attack. From the heart attack, boy, the Bible says God killed him. Is that true or not? Let's open it. If you are there before me, I will give you a present. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who is there? Verse what? Verse 38. <laughs> Can you? Uh, let's read it together. One, two, go. Why did this happen? It's always something that always surprised me about our God. The way he does his things, he's never in a hurry. Why would you not kill him immediately so that uh, Abigail will be free? No, <laughs> let's give him another 10 days. Then they will repent. God is after repentance. That husband that you said is not good. He might repent and even make heaven, and you might not even make heaven. Tiger Woods said the other, uh, the, the first wife of Tiger Woods, he's a bad guy. He said, you know, okay, you know, she left him, is it also? Well, another one is chasing him now, is it also? The man that is not good, take me. <laughs> me. Standing in front of you, don't know how bad I was. <laughs> if God had asked my wife for, should we make him a pastor? My wife would have, Lord, are you sure you guys are okay? Okay, okay. You guys okay, okay. I mean, the channel is, uh, the signal is being blocked. You don't know this, you don't know my husband. This guy, ah, uh, all the things he did for me when we were in Nigeria. <laughs> There is no, if you are good, stand up. Just stand up. You will just, you just give up. This is you. And you, you are the, you are the one. Uh, you can never give, God don't give up on people. But when there is no more hope, when actual foolishness is already getting too far, God is the one that will rise up. You understand? Don't kill the guy. Go on. When David help? <laughs> David is like, <laughs> I know that woman now. So you know Abigail? How would I not know Abigail? That fine, pretty woman. That's the, old, the time that her second gift will come to play. And you know, that, you won't remember the sensibility that time. See that pretty woman from Nava? Eh, she's free now. She's free? Go and get that for me, please. She was free. She was the wife of a king in the foolish man's house. Can somebody repeat that? I can't hear you. When it was time, God changed all the rules. A, man, a, a king should not marry a, a, a diversity. You understand? A king should not marry a diversity. No. Vengeance. That's what is the right of the king. But because of all the things he has paid, the prices he has paid, and heaven saw it, they said, no, we must reward this woman. She was rewarded, she was promoted. She became a prince, a queen. Is it not so? The Lord will fight for you. Raise your hand. 
How many of you men are here? You want to kill that woman? Let's be on our feet this morning. Just raise your hand for heaven and say, Lord, fight for me. Fight for me. Pray that prayer seriously. Ask the Lord to fight. Intervene in your marriage. Intervene in your, in, in your affairs. And anyway, you yourself have put medicine in this food. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you. So many women have paid higher killers to go and kill their husband. Ask God to forgive you and fight for you. Fight for you. Fight for you. Fight for you. Help to give you peace of mind. Pray that prayer. Nobody is praying. <laughs> ask God to fight for you. If you have done wrong, ask God to forgive you. He is a merciful God. The Lord will fight for you. He will keep you. He will wipe away your tears. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to raise our hands to heaven that every troubled marriage in living waters represented this morning. Let the peace of God begin to come in. Every woman here, every man here crying about their wedding not sleep at night. In Jesus' name we pray. Hold your hands to your Say neighbor, in agreement of faith, we pray for every broken marriage, every broken family, in living waters. Let the peace of God begin to come. Let the peace of God begin to come. Please pray, 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 pray. Every marriage that is about to be destroyed, every marriage that is about to break, because of the peace of God, because of the power of God, because we believe in the God that we serve, let peace of God begin to come. Let peace of God begin to come. Let peace of God begin to come. In Jesus' name, we pray. I don't know. Should we pray or should we pray? Say I should pray. We're going to lift our hands to heaven and say every happy girl that is trapped under husband neighbor, let fire come from heaven and let them die. Now you say that I pray for I need it to you.